Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Hey there, folks. I get asked all the time, Michael, you had to start over again, zero units, you have a W-2 job, a recession is starting, how would you do it? Well, good news is on this channel we have 10,000 videos to choose from and I have the exact video you need to hear. It's actually myself and Anna Kelly having a conversation about, hey, if we had to go back in time 20 years ago, start real, in, real estate investing again in the face of a recession, what the heck would we do? So enjoy the video, hope you enjoy it, and this is the great outlook on the, where am I at? Marina Bay Sands in Singapore. Have fun guys, enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Anna Kelly. How you doing? I'm doing great, good to be here as always. So I uh, we're going to sneak in a fourth episode, uh, and we're actually going to piggyback it off episode number three. Episode number three, we were talking to new investors. We played a little game of ping pong back and forth, and it just dawned on me. Why don't we pretend to be new investors today? So again, we own nothing. We're still employed at our last employer, and we want to get started in real estate. Obviously, we're now doing it much later in life, right? We're not in our 20s or 30s. We're in our 40s and 50s. I'm older, so I'm in my 50s, not Anna. Um, but what would we do today, right? It's it's kind of a weird question. Um, yeah. And, oh, by the way, we're heading into a recession, whether we're in one or going to one. It's weird. So what would you, what, let's play ping pong again. What's one of the first things you would do, Anna, if you were that excited investor, you wanted to start, uh, you know, you want, in, in, in this case, it's not, your why is not staying home with your babies. Maybe it's to be retired with your husband or whatever yeah. that is, but- uh, what, what's one of the first things you would do today? This is a weird conversation. <laughs> it is. Who knows where this is going to go? I think the first thing I would do, which is really important, is to understand what do I want out of real estate in the next couple of years? What's my real financial goal that I need to achieve? Mm. And depending on that financial goal, what kind of real estate should I consider going into, right? If I want to be home with my retired husband in the next couple of years, I need to figure out how to buy real estate that's going to generate some income mm -hmm. to allow me to retire a little bit early. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about huge upside, especially in a recession. I'm not going to worry about you know preservation of capital as much because I'm going to stay at my job and have a good mm -hmm. income for a while. But mm -hmm. I am going to go, how can I develop more income with what I have if that's my key financial goal? Yeah. I think the first thing I would have to look at is my job, right? Because again, I had a high I had a W high W2 job, but it was it was sales, right? Software sales specifically. So the first thing I would do and I would tell anybody kind of in this situation is get as close to revenue as you can. In my profession, you know, there were some times where selling brand new products with no customers is the best. And there's some times where you want to be a farmer and sell to your install base. Mm -hmm. Heading into a recession, it's time to if you have accounts where there's an install base, that's your best place. So I would not be on new products. I would not be in new areas. 
Uh, I've been a, a leader that's had to cut entire products, not because they weren't great in the future of the company, because we needed to be cash flow positive and they were drains. So the first thing I would tell anybody in my situation is protect your day job, or at least do as much as you can. Layoffs happen. There are decisions being across the country by employer employers. Look at Robinhood whacking twenty three percent just yesterday. Yeah. So you can't oh you can't be certain, but you can do a few things to get a little bit close to the revenue. So the first thing I would do, uh, because again, replacing my income in a recession in sales might not be as easy in a bad market as a good. So I would mm-hmm. take care to protect my day job, uh, or at least the best I could. That's where I'd probably start. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Back when I was, you know, in the Great Recession working for AIG, really what saved me is I had a job that was extremely complicated and was not easy to train someone else to do it. And so I weathered, you know, that 10 years and and retired on my own. The other thing that I would do along that line that's really important right now, I just saw a new update on household savings. And people between 40 and 60, the median savings is only between three and $6,000 outside of their retirement accounts, right? But actual savings money. Wow. That's not enough for, for one month of high income earners, right? So really normal times, good times, things that are keeping on going up, three months expenses may be enough, especially if you're a two income earner. But yeah. I would recommend that you save six months of your living expenses before you even consider investing in something else to protect that downside risk of you losing your job because you don't want to, be investing and having all your money in some kind of investment and having no liquidity mm-hmm. if you do lose your job, which is very possible if the economy gets pretty tough. Absolutely. I think that's that's awesome. The other one, the last one I would do to kind of prepare is I call it understanding needs versus wants. This is something that was highly impactful for Olivia and I when we were in our 30s. I assume it would be impactful today, right? What is a want versus a need? Because what really allowed us to, to accelerate our growth was... Uh, stacking cash every month, right? Because we got down to a 50% spend level. So I would certainly do that again um, because anything I could stack, I can either put to savings or put towards a down payment. Um, And again, for me, uh, I understand that recycling capital is important, but again, if we're starting today, I'm three, four, five years from recycling capital. So if I could get one more purchase because I'm, I'm not enjoying life, right? I'm only doing my needs, not my wants. uh, I would look forward to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing that I would throw out there is you've really got to to do an evaluation um, and learn to leverage your time, your money, and your credit. Those things are really important. How much time do you really have to give? How much money do you have to give? And is your credit stellar enough that you can get loans for the properties that you want to buy? And if you don't have great time, money, or credit availability, you've got to learn to leverage other people. And maybe you start out with a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Someone else that has time, money, and or credit that you don't have, where you can bring value to them, they can bring value to you, and you can do a property together. Yeah. And then my final one is just going to be, I would just jump into my seven rules. I would get a buy box uh, in Fresno. I, I would look at it every day. The one thing I didn't do, and I admitted it was a mistake in my first book was networking. Uh, I have yes. a goal. I think it's rule number three might be number four to meet two new people a week. I would try to meet four or five. I would try to call every agent on every listing in my buy box. I would tell everybody what my buy box was. Um, because again, you just never know, right? We're going to head into an environment where we're slowing down. So if you're going to talk to listing agents who are eventually going to be hurting, if not hurting uh, already, you just never know where that opportunity is going to come from. 
So that is something I would definitely do different. I didn't really network on purpose for five years. I would network yeah. a day. I would, I would try to meet two new people a day. I would find the 15 minutes of my schedule to place two phone calls. I would follow up emails. I would, I would, I would tell everybody my buy box. Uh, I'd probably go to Fresno every weekend. Like we did back in the beginning. I haven't been to Fresno in two years because our network's wired in. Um, and we bought deals. I just don't have to go anymore, but I'd go every weekend. Uh, I'd meet no new people. I'd take, I'd take agents and brokers to lunch. Um, I would just do the work. I, I would, I would just get going. So that's, uh, that's what I do. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I, I would also say it's really important to, to focus as we talked about in video number two, you know, you got, once you figure out what you want, you need to figure out where, where do I want to start? And then you need to go all in and give it some time. And, and ideally you start out, if you're going to be an active investor and you're going to be, you know, updating properties and managing them yourself, do it fairly local. If oh, you're in a market sure. that, that can allow you to buy good deals, fairly local, look within half an hour, an hour, if you have to, if you're not going to go active and you just say, you know what, my portfolio is really not doing well. Maybe I can take a 401k loan, or maybe I can take some of the savings that I have. And maybe I can invest passively with other people in other markets that are doing a great job and create the returns passively as well. So there's all different kinds of ways to do it. The key is knowing yourself, knowing what you want, then creating a, a focus on what type of investments you're going to go after. Yeah, that's that's it. So again, it's 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 actually a little frightening for me to think about starting at zero today, right? We 22 years building this thing, but it's it's you know we would do kind of the same thing and. Um, I would probably, the last thing I'll say is I would probably want to get, I certainly would want to get one deal done this year. I mean, that would be my goal, uh, if not two. Um, but again, 30 year money, cash flow day one. Uh, I would prefer some, if not all, seller financing. Uh, I would have, I would go back to what zip code am I looking at in Fresno? I do only houses, uh, just because I think they're, they're, that's just what I would probably buy again. That's where I started. But yeah, this is a little, it's a little frightening to think about starting over at 50. You know what? I think it would be too, but now I know so much that I didn't know then. Oh yeah. And honestly, when we're at the bottom and we're close to the bottom, if we're not there, right? We're at the beginning of the fear of the bottom mm -hmm. of the market. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the best time to get started if you haven't. Oh, for sure. And so, sure. you know, if we lost everything, I have no doubt I could rebuild it in half or a third of the time that I did before. Right. Oh, I, I agree um, with that. But you just, you have to be bold when everybody else is afraid, right? Mm -hmm. And just get started. And no, when you can start in a market like this, you've got upside over a great deal of time. So just oh, keep, sure. you know, jump in, get the deals done. I'm excited of where we are. And I think there's more opportunity coming than what we've seen in, you know, 10 to 12 years of real estate. I couldn't agree more. I believe the next two years, uh, I will secure more property with less down than I yeah. did the last two years. And that's and that's the magic. Because again, the only thing I worry about is yield. Some people call it cash on cash or return on capital. I want to basically, how hard is my cash working in that asset? And again, I have every asset right. you know measured against itself. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, seller financing, creative financing, subject to all these things uh, I would go hard on because I know in the next two years, there are going to be some sellers that have to sell and there are a lot of buyers are going to be scared and, and we could step in and, and make it happen. So- I'd be excited, but I, I don't want to start over, but I could. Yeah, me too. Real <laughs> estate's amazing. There you go. Well, Anna, how can people find you? 
Great. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly, REI Mom. You can find me at my website, reimom.com, and here every week and on my playlist on your channel. Thank you so much. You've been great. Thank you. Thank you.